0: Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes. For it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Craig
1: WK. You come to me on the day of my Legend of Retro recording with a request. Don Glitch,
0: I hope that you don't make me play any crappy, crappy Retro Relapse games and no more.
1: Oh, Craig WK, that's not just. A request such as that doesn't equal out. Don't the people love watching us play the crappy games? They do, Don Glitch, they do. Doesn't the Glitch... Let you play some good games every once in a while?
0: He does. Douglas, he does.
1: Very well. Very well. Do you have any other requests, Mr. Craig DeBucay?
0: Yes. I'd like to stop talking in this accent and (laughs) talk about the game Godfather, the game, for Xbox 360. They just wanted to make sure you knew that when you bought this, you weren't buying the movie. (laughs) So this was released by EA for the uh, Xbox 360 on September 19th, 2006, which coincidentally was my birthday. This open world action adventure game follows the movie of the same name as you rise up in the Corleone Mafia. Yep. Um
1: just to kind of give everyone context, we are going to spoil this game or spoil the movie. <laughs>
0: yeah, spoil the movie and, and the, the game, game technically.
1: Uh <laughs> If you haven't seen The Godfather, I think that's strange. I don't know. For me, this was something that our family watched occasionally. I am Italian, so I guess that makes more sense. <laughs> but I just find it weird because this is considered the greatest movie of all time for most people.
0: Yeah, many critics uh, put this, if not at the top of their list, then very high up on their list. The, the Godfather is is critically acclaimed, the world-renowned world renowned. Or world over, I should say, and yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those movies for me that like I saw a long time ago, and honestly, my family didn't really watch movies together. It wasn't really something we did, and you know, uh, typically, like mom was you know, like working all the day, all day, and like when she came home, it wasn't really, hey, mom, let's watch. Movies together, it was just sort of mom's gonna be, you know, spending at least a little bit of time by herself, you know, doing her own thing, like watching, you know, whatever show she wanted or whatever. And so, yeah, we just didn't really like watch a lot of movies together. And so, uh, I ended up seeing this at like a friend's house, uh, uh quite a few years, quite a few years ago. I was like, like a kid at the time. And it was hard for me to, like, follow a bit because I was a little younger, probably a little too young to be watching The Godfather. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's one of those movies that, like, yeah, it's it's just, you know, it, pretty amazing, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I had to unfortunately watch this movie again to do research. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, you poor, poor thing. <laughs> but it still holds up. I think this movie is amazing.
0: Oh no, absolutely. It's it's there's a reason it's hailed as is one of the greatest movies. It's it's arguably the best crime drama ever made. Oh yeah. I I would say to me I love The Departed a lot. I do too. I uh, really that's do a like very good there. movie. Uh but I mean this this might be Oh, is No Country for Old Men considered a crime drama? Is it? I don't know. There's crime and it's drama, right? <laughs> True. I mean
1: <laughs> but then you can say like The Zodiac is also like a crime drama cuz there's You know, crime.
0: My favorite crime crime drama is Transformers the movie from 1987. (laughs) Unicron stealing those planets. Mine is G.I. Joe, the animated film. (laughs) Because there's crime and there's drama. You're right, Glitch. G.I. Joe the movie is the greatest crime drama ever (laughs) made.
1: Uh, There were multiple versions of this game. I got the one for Xbox 360. And actually, this was... Maybe the definitive title, this one? The 360? So, uh, it first came out on... PC, PlayStation 2, and then regular Xbox, Mm -hmm. and it was just called The Godfather of the Game. Mm -hmm. It later came out on the PSP and was called The Godfather Mob Wars.
0: I heard that one wasn't
1: as good. I mean, I never had a PSP. I can't see it working as well. I think a lot of the features in this game, as far as graphics and voice acting, were phenomenal, and we'll get Mm -hmm. into that later. But I can't see that transferring to
0: the PSP as well. Yeah. No, I can I can absolutely imagine that.
1: Uh, the three sixty version was also called the Godfather of the game, the Wii version, which you used like the the controls to, to the do all the fighting, checks, yep. Was called the Black Hand edition.
0: That's kind of a great name. It right? is a great name. Because Black Hand <laughs> is
1: code for extorting and all that. Mm-hmm. And then the PS3 version, which was the last one that came out, was called the Don's edition.
0: Oh, the Don's Edition. Honestly, I think as far as titles go, the Wii might have won on that one. I think one. so, too, yeah. <laughs> That's a really
1: cool one. This was one of the first Xbox 360 games I got. In fact, I want to say yeah, when I picked it up, so I, I ordered my Xbox uh, 360 over mm-hmm. eBay. It was back when they were having the Red Ring of Death issues, oh. and you could send it in and get it repaired for free from uh, Microsoft because they had extended their warranty to three years but mm-hmm. you could only have, like, one address on the account. So people were selling the burnt-out 360s for pretty cheap on eBay. I think you could get it for, like, 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. So I did that. I had no games because it didn't come with any. And I remember buying Gears of War because that was the whole reason I was getting the 360. Uh-huh. And The Godfather. I picked it up from the same person. So this was the first two titles I ever owned. Oh, nah, nice.
0: Yeah. I, my first Xbox 360 game was uh, Gears of War 2.
1: Yeah, I think you had mentioned that on the gears episode mm-hmm. we did back with uh, Xander.
0: Yep, yep, that's right. I uh, so so let's talk a little bit about the the I, I mean even the movie like we we talked about how it like sort of speaks for itself so we're good there we're gonna go through the plot of the game which ties into the uh, the story of the movie yeah this
1: is kind of plays like one point five you're essentially playing the Person behind all the scenes in the
0: movie. Yeah, you're playing like goon number seven or whatever. You're like you're just a lackey of the Corleone family, like rising up in power, right?
1: Yeah. So they they create this chari- uh, character, uh, Aldo Trappi- Trapani, and uh, the story goes that your father was killed by Emilio Barzini, who's one of the five family, well, the heads of the fide family, mm-hmm. and his goons. You were a young kid, and you watched your father get killed by this man, and. Uh, Vito Corleone finds you in the streets and says one day you will get revenge mm-hmm. when you're old enough and then it transfers to 9 years later and your mother is at the wedding of Connie in the movie like we kind of reenacted here at the beginning of the episode uh-huh. you could ask the Don for a request and her request was that you know my son is running with the wrong people can you go take care of him my father w- my husband was very loyal to you and he goes yes i remember you know his loyalty and i will do this favor for you and he sends Luca Brazzi to go get you. Okay. So and then basically throughout this game, you're filling in the spots of the storyline of the
0: movie. And the movie takes place uh, between like 1945 and 55, right? Yes. So so this is is got definitely late 40s, early 50s, like written all over it, like with the vehicles, the 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 level of technology in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, you have like Tommy guns and, and you're, stuff. You're going up to pay phones and. Uh uh-huh. yep. I uh, but I uh, so before we dive into uh, any more of the like you know gameplay side of things, I did want to talk about a little bit of the drama behind the game. Okay, so Francis Ford Coppola, Coppola, Coppola. Sorry, uh, uh, my uh, autocorrect crapped out on me here. Francis Ford Coppola. Wait, Coppola. Coppola. <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so Coppola apparently hated. This game like hated the idea that it existed and he claims that he knew nothing about it and like washed his hands of it said it was like you know a travesty and that it was like there was no reason to start like the Godfather back up again or whatever. But the game's executive producer a man by the name of David uh, Martini, said that some of his crew were invited to uh, uh, Francis's uh, estate or whatever. Yeah his winery.
1: Yeah, yeah. He said that he actually met with Coppola
0: to go over the game with him. Yeah, they talked with Coppola and like apparently he gave them access to his library to see all this like old stuff from the movie and like drawings and sketches and stuff. But like Coppola just is like no, nah, no, nah, it didn't happen. No. And he like and so like there's a lot of weird drama behind the scenes there. Yeah. And also uh the the fact that Paramount got sued over this game. They did. Anthony Puzo... Uh, son of the uh, author Mario Puzo uh, sued Paramount, uh, stating that any audiovisual works involving his father's work, uh, which was a novel uh, that he had written, uh, he was they were entitled to royalties. And they won uh, for an, un, uh, an undisclosed amount of money, likely somewhere in the millions of dollars. But in all honesty, I mean, me playing this game, I
1: think this game does the franchise just.
0: Oh, no, I, and I wouldn't say that it doesn't do it justice. It's just, it, it, it's interesting that there's that much drama behind oh, yeah. the scenes of this game. I mean, you game. have to
1: figure with something as big as a franchise this uh, saga was, that there were going to be
0: those legal issues. I think the Coppola things are very strange, though. Yeah, the, uh, like, I mean, but here's the thing. So many, uh, well, I can't say so many movie creators, but like a, a fair amount at least, really don't look favorably on video games. They, they think movies are high art, and they think video games are, like, just trash. And, you know, so you have Francis Ford Coppola. Coppola. Thank you. Francis Ford Coppola looking at this like, like, wait, what? You're going to take the movie I did and just, like, make it into a video game? Like, what do you think you're doing? And so even though it does it justice, even though they had a lot of the original voice actors come back, to, to work on this game and stuff or the original actors doing voices for the game I should mm-hmm. say uh he still turned his nose up on it and I think it's probably just because it's a video game yeah
1: uh so we can talk about a, a little bit about the voice acting oh yeah we had uh Robert Dufall who r- did his part as Tom mm-hmm. James Khan did his Sonny and Ava Goda did Sal now, they did have recordings of Marlon Brando for this game.
0: It was the last job he ever had before it he passed on. Yep.
1: He passed on before this game was released. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and so they knew they wanted this, and they had pre-recorded footage. But because he was so sick and he was using oxygen tanks, most of the
0: audio was basically scrapped. It's interesting to me, and we brought up uh, jokingly earlier, Transformers the movie from like 1987 or whatever, 86, 87. Uh, that same thing happened with Orson Welles. Orson Welles that was his last job he ever had was Transformers the movie the but the advantage they had was that his audio turned out really bad but because he's playing this giant robot they basically like auto-tuned it and it oh. turned out great but you can't auto-tune Marlon Brando no. into like some kind of robotic don it's just not going to work no. in this and case. the voice actor did a really good job i think he
1: had a little bit of a lisp which mm-hmm. didn't really work out too well there is one scene and it's when you become made where Marlon Brando's character Vito Corleone's talking and I, I was like, I think that is Brando-huh so I think they did use a little bit and they do credit
0: him at the end of the game as having voice work for it yeah he did have some lines that they could use and they I didn't see exactly what lines they were but yeah if, if you can pick them out i I wouldn't be surprised that you're probably right yeah uh, what's
1: uh Al Pacino Al Pacino. Turned down this role, and he actually asked for them not to use the likeness of Michael Corleone for the game. Really? So the character Michael Corleone in this uh, is completely different than what the character sounds in the movie, and they did that because he had that request.
0: I mean, I I'm, I appreciate the fact that they they did change that, mm-hmm. but like that's kind of weird, right? All the other ca- all the other voice actors are like, yeah, yeah, this sounds fun, let's do this, and it was what what actor again? Uh Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Uh and Al Pacino's like,
1: nah. Yeah, I think that's so strange. I mean, pretty much all of them, all the main actors, minus Marlon Brenda, who had also deceased at this time, were signed on. They wanted to do this event, wanted to do this game, and he turned it down I don't know.
0: What what's weird to me, like, because I'm sure in uh Al Pacino's head, he was thinking like, oh, I don't want to be in a video game. I this is this is low brow work or whatever. I'm sure he he Perhaps. had some some kind of high kind of yeah, kind of fluting ideas about it. But, like, giving younger people access to you as a person, like, I mean, I just feel like that's just planting the seed of, like, oh, maybe they'll now go, now go watch this movie. Oh, I like that character in the game. Oh, I like this guy in the movie. I'm going to see his other work. I feel like he would have done... It's better networking, I feel like, if he was in the game. I agree. Even if he didn't voice it but just allowed them to use his likeness.
1: Maybe he just figured that everyone knew who Al Pacino was at this point, so...
0: I get, well, then again, I don't know. Like, for young people playing the game, I don't know if they would have. They're like, hey, that's the guy from Jack and Jill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, what younger people movie he, would have he have been in in that era? I mean, everyone knows Scarface. I feel like that. that I don't know. Been. Younger people, though? I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like that's looking back at things and being like, yeah, kids today totally know everything I knew when I was a kid, you know, like, but, you know, anyone younger, I mean, obviously you were a little older playing the game, but like anyone who shouldn't have had access to the game, <laughs> but did, I feel like that would have been a a, a boon for him. I don't uh,
1: know. So also Aldo, who is the character you play in the game, is voiced by Andrew Pifko. And then Doug Abrams is the one who voices Vito Corleone, as well as Clemenza. Jack Waltz and Captain McCluskey. Oh, yeah. So he does a lot of the voices. He's probably the main person who did the voices in this
0: game. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. It's, I mean, like all in all, it's, it's pretty interesting that they got so many big names to work on what is essentially a video game tie into a movie from what 40
1: years before? Yeah. 72. Yeah. Roughly around, roughly around 40 years. So. That's definitely a long
0: time. It's funny that we gave a lot of flack to the Nintendo previously about how, like, they had games from, like, the 70s ported over to the, like, made on the Nintendo, like Dirty Harry and stuff. Whereas this isn't, but then again, it's a classic, so I don't know. I yeah, guess it It's even out. longer. Yeah, it's even longer, but it is a classic. <laughs> we
1: did. We did burn Nintendo for that. So
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that. We've gone on record for saying we that. We did that
1: I, a retro relapse. It was. Uh,
0: Dirty Harry. Yeah. Uh, yeah Dirty, uh, Dirty Harry retro relapse video. That's right. On YouTube. Make sure yeah. to check that out. So a little uh, bit of the gameplay. Uh, yeah. So the gameplay is GTA, right?
1: Pretty much. Basically. I think, I mean, it's it's an open world game. Mm-hmm. It came out in the mid-2000s.
0: It's gonna borrow heavily from GTA. Absolutely. you know they 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 sort of perfected that formula back then. And uh, what I gotta say though is, in hindsight, I wish I had played this game because I love that 1940s and 50s aesthetic and like the the style of that era and stuff. I really appreciate all that stuff. And thinking that it's basically a GTA game in that setting makes me wish that they did like more GTA games in previous eras. Right, like how they did Vice City. Vice City was phenomenal. It's my favorite GTA game. It should be everybody's favorite GTA game. So good.
1: Uh, the thing I love the most about this, because looking back, I almost would say I like this game more than Vice City. It's the the combat in this game. So they have mm-hmm. this kind of, uh, it's the fighting style. So you use the left and the right trigger to grab the enemy and you use the analog sticks as your hands. So if you push forward, you're just, like, moving them back or pulling them forward. And if you, like, kind of flick it, it punches them.
0: So depending on how you use the analog
1: sticks, that's how you interact, and that's actually how you intimidate and extort people as well. (laughs) So a way to earn money in this game is you would go to businesses and offer your services. Uh We'll we'll just sum it up that way. But some people aren't willing enough to take that offer, so you have to give them an offer they can't refuse. (laughs)
0: So for those who are uh, a little more unfamiliar with, like, mafia-style stuff or whatnot, uh, uh, what Glitch is referring to is protection money. Yes. A lot of mobsters, maybe not nowadays, maybe, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's now more gangs than anything else, I'm not sure. But but certainly back then, mafias just in, you know, like New York and all these places would go to businesses and be like, listen, if you want me to protect your store and, like, keep bad things from happening to it, you need to pay a price. And basically, that was them extorting money out because their businesses weren't really in danger. Until
1: you came around. <laughs> well, yeah, basically.
0: I mean, arguably, I guess you could make the, uh, the claim that like if something happened to your store from another rival gang, you could say, hey, Don, I'm paying all this protection money. What's happening? Go take care of this. And then they kind of have an obligation to do it, I guess. I don't know that they really did, though. Yeah.
1: And so depending on how you extorted this, business mm-hmm. you earned more money so what you could do there was many different ways you could like smash up glass bottles and the restaurant you could beat up the place <laughs> or you could actually physically grab the person and they had a meter so it, once they got past this blue meter then uh-huh. you could make them the offer and they'd be like yes you can have x amount of money but if you kept you know grappling them or punching them it would give you more and more money on the weekly basis but if you went too far, uh-huh. then Either you'd accidentally kill them
0: or they'd fight (laughs) back
1: and refuse any offer you would give
0: them. Oh. So you could push them too far to the point where they would get a spine and. They have a limit, is what the game said. Everyone has a limit. That's that's an interesting mechanic that you can't just beat the tar out of them, <laughs> throw them to the ground, and they have them be like, "I'll give you a million dollars every week." <laughs> yep, that's what I thought. All right, next place. But like, you could like push people up
1: against walls, and you could also like throw people off balconies and through windows. Oh man! Because as long as you had them in that grappling uh, mechanic, you could do that. You could just move them around with you. Uh, another thing that the GTA series didn't have, at least I don't remember, was the shooting. In this game, you could aim it at certain body parts. Mm-hmm. So you would lock on. It had an auto lock on the enemies, yeah and then you would use the analog stick to move it like towards their knees or their shoulder or their head. Oh, so you could do headshots on like people that were using people as uh, like as a body,
0: like a body or shield. Like a shield or yes.
1: So you could like, aim for their heads there, or you could aim for their knees. they drop to their knees, you could go up and extort them while they're on their knees or pick them back up. Oh
0: boy, blow out their knees and then just beat the tar out of them? That's ruthless. That. I thought
1: that was amazing, and that's another reason why I absolutely loved
0: this game. I gotta say, the combat system definitely has a lot more going for it. And, let's face it, the GTA game's plots are not normally that great. And so I feel like this one, having godfather the movie as the plot (laughs) is like you win right it's a little bit of a cheat i would agree yeah it's i mean it's cheating but it does Mm -hmm. win you know you can almost argue this is one of the better plots of any video game yeah it has somewhat of an
1: rpg element as well Mm -hmm. so you level up and you max out at 50 but every time you level up you and you level up by earning respect so every time you extort a business or you kill a uh a member of the family from one of the mm-hmm. competing families, you earn respect, and you finish missions, you get more. Just kind of like in GTA. I think GTA, they use respect as the currency now for the leveling up, I think. Probably,
0: like, intimidation or, or yeah. respect or, or whatever, something similar.
1: Well, when you reach certain levels, you have skills. You have speed, shooting, aiming, mm-hmm. um, all these different traits you can level up. Health. Yeah. So as you level up, your health gets stronger, your shooting gets more accurate. You can run faster. You can drive better. Things like that. I gotcha. Um, And then there's also something called uh, vendettas. Vendettas. So, like I said, you can kill rival
0: members. Right, right. Yeah, there's like, what, four or five other family, mafia families? Yep, so there's
1: four other families. There's the five main families. That's Uh, right. uh, If you kill too many members of the same family... This vendetta meter will max out, and then there's a mob war between you and the other family.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's really cool.
1: And during that period, uh, they can bomb the businesses that you've already extorted. No! Mr.
0: Johansson's fruit (laughs) stand!
1: No, The only way to stop this is either bribe an FBI agent Uh or to bomb one of their businesses before they get yours.
0: I mean, wouldn't that just result in two bombings, or are they just, like, too freaked out to the fact that you were that? Yeah, the war would get called off. Oh, okay.
1: Uh, The five families, so it's the Corleones, which is the family you're working for, Mm -hmm. the Kunos, the Stracci's, the uh, Tattaglia's, and the Barzini's.
0: Okay. And then the... the, the the family that killed your parents or your father or whatever is like the final family you take down. I would imagine the Barzini's.
1: Right? They're the ones that have the strongest hold. They they own
0: Brooklyn basically. Oh, okay. Because yeah, it's it's all throughout <laughs> New York. So you have what Brooklyn, uh, what Little Italy, Little New li- Jersey,
1: Hell's Kitchen, and I can't think
0: of what the other one is. Queens, perhaps. Maybe? I don't remember. Yeah, I can't remember what the fifth one is. Okay, so so yeah, it's this 1940s, 50s crime drama video game uh, that has a lot of action, that open-world stuff, set in that really kind of cool classic era, and it's set in the city of New York. I don't think there's necessarily a lot of, like... You know, like, oh, wow, this is really New York and, like, a lot of, like, skyscrapers and, like, uh, Empire State Building stuff is there. Well, I
1: mean, a lot of the landmarks, I mean, it is the 40s. -hmm. So I feel like a lot of the stuff you wouldn't really recognize. I don't know. It's They didn't really capture the city as far as the design. I think it's just more the map. I gotcha. Like, they definitely got the layout of New York.
0: Well, that's cool at least, you know, even if they don't have, like, uh, the Empire State Building and stuff like that. I don't remember
1: seeing that. I don't think you can access that in the game.
0: I mean, I, I get it. Like, there's only so much they can do with that engine, and, and you know, it's a pretty big game otherwise. So, you know, it would have been like, you know. Also, it would have been really ridiculous if Mr. Johansson's like, why are you taking me to the Empire State <laughs> Building? And you're on the top floor, and you're just like, "Mr. listen, Mr. Johansson, we're throwing you off the window. I hope you survive. If you do, you owe me a lot of money. If you don't, well, then I own your fruit stand. <laughs>
1: Uh, Like I mentioned, it's kind of 1.5 as far as the storyline goes. You fill in all the gaps in in the movie. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to do a little bit of spoilers to kind of give you an idea of what you're doing in the game. Uh, Aside from your character being a a pseudo-character made for the game, Mm -hmm. there's also someone you meet called Marty Malone, who goes by Monk. So at the beginning of the game, and as well as the movie, Bonacera makes the request for the Don to beat up some goons that beat up his daughter. His daughter was a beautiful woman, and they beat her and put her in the hospital. Okay. So the first mission that Luca Brasi gives you is to go beat up these goons that you know beat up Bonasera's daughter. That's where you meet Monk and Polly, mm-hmm. and Polly's a character from the from the actual movie. And funny enough, the character who played Polly in the movie didn't do the voice for him, but he did show up for the premiere when they showed the game. Oh. Uh, as well as you know, James Caan and. Uh, Robert Duvall and Ava Gota. I don't know if Ava Gota showed up for the premier, but the other two did. Okay. Uh, but anyways, so that's one of the missions you do. Uh, when Luca Brasi is assassinated, you're the one who drives him to the meeting with Salazzo and T- 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 Uh You witness Luca's being murdered. You're also a witness because you go back to find Monk and say, hey, Luca Brasi died. While well, you're telling him that the hit on Vito Corleone where he gets shot in the back five times happens right there outside the window. Oh. And then and the way they reenact the movie scene is so good. They did such a great job with the fruit stand and, I mean, everything. The way the movie shows the attempt on Vito Corleone, they do such a good job showing mm-hmm. it in this cutscene. scene. Uh, then you're the one who drives Vito to the hospital. So you just kind of, like, fill in all these gaps. You're the one who... Kills Pauly, uh, which has one of the best lines in the movie. There's a scene where Clemenza uh, has to go kill Polly, and the guy Rocco in the movie shoots Pauly in the back of the head when they stop to, like, I guess Clemenza's like, hey, pull over, I want to go to the bathroom. He gets out of the car. Rocco shoots Polly in the back of the head. In the game, you're the one that kills Pauly. But in the movie, Clemenza mm-hmm. says, leave the gun take the cannoli because they just went to a bakery and there was a cannoli in the back of the seat. And I just love that, that <laughs> line. Uh, you're the one that plants the gun for Michael at the restaurant where he meets up with Salazzo and uh, McCluskey. So where Michael shoots Salazzo and McCluskey at the restaurant, he gets a gun out of the bathroom. You're the one that plants it there for him. Oh, that's slick. You're also the one that goes to Vegas and cuts the head off Waltz's a horse and places <laughs> it in the bed with Rocco.
0: That's a classic scene. Um,
1: but there's, I mean, there's just a ton of stuff like that. And then you just, you just go around and then you rank up. So at certain points of the game, you become an associate, and then you become a cop, cop regime, and then you become a made man, and then you become the don
0: oh. at, at the very end of the game. Interesting. It's, uh, it's really cool how they work in. Everything into the like, you know, that's going on in the movie into the game and stuff. That's that's really awesome. Yeah. You know, because all they, you know, all they really had to do to bank off Godfather was just be like, you know, some guy imitating Marlon Brando gives you a mission. Go do the mission. All right. You did the mission. Let's go do something else. not You know, it could have been a really easy cash in. But they put a lot of effort into it, it seems. Yeah,
1: there is some storyline in the main quest that you know isn't part of the movie, mm-hmm. like Monk. You fall in love with his sister. She ends up getting killed. Then you find out that Monk is actually a double agent who was working for the FBI. He was the informant. Uh-huh. So all that stuff you know doesn't tie into the movie, but you know it. It they did add that into the to the game.
0: Well, they had to add some stuff. Right. You know, they they you know they had to do some of their own things for sure. Uh, now I, uh, how well received was this game? So it
1: did have a lot of good. Uh, ratings. I did have a couple here. So Game Informer gave it a seven point seven five out of ten, not too shabby. Uh, GameSpot gave it a seven point nine out of ten.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: IGN as well, and Metacritic gave it a seventy seven out of one hundred. So roughly about like a 7.5. Okay. Seven or eight. Roughly. I mean,
0: I, I think that that's uh, uh, <coughs> uh, not too shabby. You know, for a for a game like that, it, like because you know, I, I think to a lot of people, it's a a GTA clone. You know, and Mm -hmm. so I think, you know, that's pretty good for for probably a lot better than most other GTA style games of that era.
1: It was also nominated for three awards at the Spike Video Game Awards. Oh, was it? Which is
0: now just called the Video Game Awards. Yeah.
1: Um, It was nominated for Best Crew. Uh, James Kahn got nominated for Best Voice Acting. And I I forget what the third one was, but I think it was just like Best Best, uh, Casting or something like that.
0: That that sounds right. I mean, because they have just that many amazing actors, you know, slapped into the, the cast. It's, it's hard for other games to compete yeah. with that.
1: I will say one more thing about the storyline that I just love. So uh-huh. there's this famous scene at the end of The Godfather called the baptism
0: scene. Right,
1: right. And I don't know, are you familiar with this scene?
0: Not, not as well. It's been a long time since I've seen the movie. So
1: there's the war going on between the families and it's escalated. Mm-hmm. And during the day that Michael is becoming... The godfather for Connie's daughter, or Connie's son, who's also going to be named Michael, he sets up the hits on the five main five families, Mm -hmm. or I guess the four other families, as well as Mo Green, who works in Vegas. So during this baptism scene, you see all the members, all the Dons get assassinated in this one scene. And uh, people talk about the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones Uh being like this really graphic scene. I think this tops it by far. Uh Uh-huh. And so in this game you're the one that kills all the five people <laughs> So you're driving from one place you meet up with Comenza and you kill this uh, Strachi you go and you you know to, uh, to Taalgia's house and you kill him and then so the last hit they show in the movie is also the last hit you do that's Barzini, who killed your father
0: oh
1: and the way they play it through, you meet up with them at the courthouse, and he's on his knees, and he says, "I knew it would be you that would do me in," and then you kill him right there. <laughs>
0: that's great. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: I did find some speedrunning stuff. Oh yeah, we got a kind of speedrunning. Oh, actually, we're you know about? I, I did come across some glitches and Easter eggs too. Oh, so yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, there are strippers in the game. So okay, all right. I just want to mention that. It's no surprise. I mean, this is basically a GTA clone, so there's that. Right, yeah, they're going to throw uh, that
0: stuff in. in. A little tasteless, but what are you going to do?
1: You can hire crew members in this game, so as you level up, you can hire better crews to kind of walk with you. And oh, go yeah, you. in
0: the old version for PS2 and Xbox, they didn't have the flunkies that join you, right? I think it's only in the, the, the next gen.
1: Oh, is it? I think so. See, because I never played the earlier versions, I only played the 360.
0: Yeah, I think the 360, the... Maybe not the Wii, but at least the 360 version and I think the uh, PS3 version had okay. uh, uh, the, the flunkies or yeah, helpers flunkies or whatever. basically. Yeah, people that work underneath you. And, I had goons. And they'll
1: stay with you until either they die or you kind of give them the boot. Interesting. But uh, there's a way, I guess, with the settings, and I don't know if it's an Easter egg. I think it's an Easter egg, not so much a glitch. Mm-hmm. But if you have a respect level of at least 25, a flirt and made moves on strippers of both 25 save, and load, and then call the phone for the car to pick you up. It's possible to hire one of the strippers as one of your goons. And they go around and beat people up for you? In their stripper outfit, yeah. In their gear. And, That's yep. pretty
0: funny. I mean, it's, it's kind of crass, mm-hmm. but if there is a certain charm to snapping your fingers and have some girl in a bikini just, like, beat the tar out of Mr. Johansson at yep. the fruit stand.
1: Now, I'm not sure if it works on all versions. Uh, the only video I could find of it was always on the PS3. So it might be exclusive to the PS3 oh, version, maybe. But it, I never got a chance to try it on the 360. That's a shame. All right, so speedrunning. Yeah, yeah. There's an any percent, and it seemed like the most popular version was the original. Uh, the record is held on the PC by Two Rash Panda Seven. Two
0: Rash Panda. This is not a regular Rash Panda. He's got He's double the rash. Two
1: Rash, and he did the record in two hours, thirty-three minutes, and fifty-six seconds.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. So you can you can skip. All the side quests, you just go in straight main quest. A lot of the game is driving, so the enemies in the vehicles when you're doing a chasing are always faster than you. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a point where you can just you know you get ahead of them and you get open space and you're good, you don't yeah. worry about them. They just always catch up to you, no matter what. Their car blows up, another car is coming. Uh huh. Uh, you can skip dialogue with uh, there's Parts where you go up to people and you have to talk to them. They're like, oh, I give you this mission, blah, blah, blah. If you do the grapple move with LNR, right as they're about to talk to you, mm-hmm. you can break the conversation.
0: Oh, so that's, so that's one how of you the, get through. That's,
1: yep, that's one of the skips he uses to get through uh, the game faster. I gotcha. Unfortunately, during this run, and I actually messaged to Ash Panda about this, there's a part where he pauses the game and there's nothing going on for like 15 seconds. And I imagine I was like, hey, what's going on there? Is there some type of trick going on? And he's like, No, I had technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> my computer sometimes wants to do stuff that it doesn't like doing during my runs. And I was like, Oh, that's such a bummer.
0: Oh, that's funny. He's like,
1: Yeah, I'm gonna give this game another attempt. Because this record was I think was four or five months old. It was pretty recent.
0: Oh, okay. So so it's it's you know, it's something that still he's got around yep. and like, So he can plans do on again. doing a better
1: run of that oh, so it's cool. Who knows? In a year's time, this record could be down another five, ten minutes.
0: Shout out to Too Rash Panda, yeah. who is far too rash for any <laughs> panda to reasonably be. And uh, hopefully uh, your next one doesn't have computer issues, because yep. it'd be nice for uh, for him to get the, uh, uh, for that person, I should say, to get the uh, the record. Yep. Uh, but I tell you what, uh, Glitch, do you want to jump on into the music?
1: Yeah, the music here is great. We'll get a little bit into it. First, we'll hear a word from one of our sponsors.
0: So, the score of the very original film was done by a gentleman by the name of Giovanni Nino Rota, who passed away actually shortly after the first two Godfather movies. He died in, like, 1979.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, EA was able to
0: acquire the score from the film. Yeah, and that's why it's very, very similar. But the game's music is not exactly the same. It's very similar, but it's not... Exact. It's not like they just took the movie score and just threw it into the game. They did have somebody or two people do some work on it. Yep. And that's Bill Conti and Ashley Irwin. Now, Bill Conti is just incredibly famous. He's done a ton of movies, uh, movie soundtracks. Bill Conti is famous for Rocky, uh, a bunch of the Rocky movies, Karate Kid, uh, The Right Stuff. For Your Eyes Only, which is a James Bond movie, mm-hmm. and uh, Ashley Irwin has worked on Spy Hard, Spy Hard. That is that the Leslie Nielsen, Nielsen movie? Yeah, <laughs> that was that was the only movie that Ashley Irwin worked on that I could like, yeah, same. have any clue what it was. Uh, Ashley Irwin worked on a lot of like weird, like. I don't know. Hard to hard to explain. Just sort of some weird movies in uh, Ashley Irwin's list there. That's funny because the,
1: the other person you said has such... I mean, that's a great list of movies. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, Bill Conti is has done some of the most famous movie soundtracks and uh, movie songs of all time. You know, Rocky and, like, like, For Your Eyes Only has some really great music in it. And, like, you know, you, you have Bill Conti, but then you
1: have Ashley Irwin? I'd be interested to hear, like, how that... Met up like how they got the two together, like that.
0: Well, I noticed that Ashley Irwin has done a lot of like music, like s- stuff, like probably editing and and like fine tuning things like that, uh, for scores rather than composing their own work. Like, I didn't see a lot of, the, of what they composed as being super famous, and so they probably were like helping with the music, but not really like com- doing a lot of composing, I would okay. imagine, if I had to wager a guess. I uh, but I uh, yeah, so some of the, the music in this game is, is great, so I'm really partial to the main theme. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and give that a listen first off. Can I admit something to you? Yeah, what's that, Craig? One of my favorite instruments to listen to of all time is the accordion. Oh, really? I really, really like the accordion. And this song with that accordion in the back, molto bene. (laughs) So good.
1: Hey, Mo, how come you're speaking with the accent anymore? Mamma mia! Uh, I did reveal on this uh, podcast before, I hope you remember... But my brother plays the accordion exceptionally well. Oh,
0: that's right.
1: So we we need to figure out a way to get him to record some video game songs or something. He's so good because he does. He can play by ear. So anything you give him, he's like, boom, I got it.
0: Oh boy! So
1: if you got some a list of stuff you want <laughs> to hear on an accordion, you let me know. I got connections.
0: Breath of Fire Three Centire Sound. <laughs> okay, I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> so. So the next song we have is uh, uh, one of the car chase themes. Uh, so the uh, there's quite a few different, uh, uh, there's like what, two or three car chase themes of this game? There's two different
1: ones. I can't remember what the second one is used for, but this is like the generic one. Anytime you get into a car chase, this is what plays.
0: Okay, so typically this is what you would hear. So let's go ahead and uh, give this one a listen. Very good.
1: Yeah, is, that, is that intense enough for you, Craig? Right it there? is
0: super intense. I love that. That's yeah, so good. I really like that theme. And uh, uh, the, the other thing, too, is like, because, you know, Bill Conti's not using everything exactly from the movie. And so Bill Conti gets a lot of credit for, like, really, you know, jazzing up some of those, like, you know, scenes where, like, you know, Maybe it's reminiscent of the the soundtrack, but not exactly the same. Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, And so finally we have uh, uh, a song that uh, you had chosen, uh, The Don is Dead.
1: Yeah, this is done after the attempt on Vito Corleone where he gets shot in the back. So he actually doesn't die, but in the scene in the game you say, I think the Don is dead. And this is a song that's playing during that scene. Okay, so let's go ahead and give this a listen.
0: Another really intense one,
1: yeah. And uh, so in this scene, Frankie, who's monk sister is being held captive, you got to protect her. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot going on, and you know, obviously the hit on Don just happened. So
0: right, yeah. It's it's you know things are like reaching kind of a fever pitch, sort of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the music in this game is awesome. Like they they did a really good job uh, with this, and it's another one of those games that has a little bit more of a movie-esque rather than video game soundtrack.
1: Feel. Yeah, I would almost consider this similar to how Uncharted is mm-hmm. with the with the orchestra. Um, I do want to mention the track we played at the beginning of the episode was called La Familia Corleone, which is also a track in the game.
0: Yeah, yeah, when we uh, opened up our uh, episode, uh, we had used that uh, theme in the background. It is uh, another track from this game. Thank you for uh, remembering to point that out. Uh, yeah, the, the music all in all uh, for... Uh, The Godfather, the game. (laughs) So clumsy to say out loud. Uh, But it's really good. It's, it's, you know, it's a phenomenal soundtrack. Uh, But, uh, Glitch, I think it's a, uh, or or rather, I should say, what are your final thoughts on uh, the Godfather of the game?
1: So this game, you know, if you've played a Grand Theft Auto game, you already kind of know how this is set up. Going back and play those are a little hard. Mm -hmm. I would recommend to give this a chance, give it a couple hours, because the things they changed versus the GTA in this is amazing. I love it, and I think that they should add this into more. What's sad is they did a Godfather 2, the game. They took almost all that out, and it did poorly, and that's why they never did a third one. And I didn't like the second one as much. I never finished it, actually, but... I think this is probably in my top five of 360 games. Oh, I would consider this in the top five of that uh, generation. And definitely give it a shot. I mean, like I said, if you're a Godfather fan, this follows the story really well. It fits perfectly. Awesome.
0: Yeah, i, I, I I've never played it myself, but I am definitely intrigued by the game. And if nothing else, make sure to listen to the soundtrack and, you know i uh I'll give that a listen, but I, I, I can only think of, of a few words to, to describe the Godfather of the game. Molto <laughs> Let's go ahead and jump on into our retro relapse from here. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. Glitch, I... I wanted to like this game so much. I'm surprised you guys didn't to be honest. It's a little clunky the 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 humor to the game is not exactly what I thought it would be though I love the voice. We're talking about Blasto for PlayStation One mm-hmm. and this game featured the voice acting of the late Phil Hartman. He's one of my favorite voice actors of all time. Same here. He's phenomenal. I love him, and, and his voice in this game he does a great job with. But the dialogue they gave him was, I mean, kind of the typical mid to late nineties crass stuff, you know, where it's like, you know, basically like fart jokes and, yeah. and making fun of women, and you I know, mean,
1: it's pretty much Zat again. I mean, this came out before
0: Futurama started. This would have been probably Zap Brannigan's voice, and wouldn't it's it? It's literally
1: know? the exact same. All the lines, all the cheesy sexism, it's there in this game.
0: Yeah. And and I mean, you know, used ironically, stuff like that can be pretty funny. Like, Zap Brannigan is a very funny character because we all laugh at how much of a jerk he is, and that's not how you should be. Like, that's part of the joke. With Blasto, you don't get as much of the irony in the fact that he's saying it, you know? Yeah. It's not, co- like, there's no other characters to, like, let you feel, oh, wow, yeah, they're really looking down on this guy for being just this pompous, sexist jerk. He's kind of just, like, the hero, and that's all there is. And so, like, you know, there's, just, it didn't feel like it landed as well.
1: It has tank controls, which I know is a really tough thing to go back and play.
0: Honestly, in a game like this, I didn't feel like the controls were that bad. Uh, I think Xander and Chops really disliked the controls. I didn't hate the controls. I mean, they weren't great, but they weren't terrible. Yeah, I thought the jumping was really good. You could
1: cliff, you grab onto the cliff. So if you missed a jump just by a little bit, it didn't, it didn't
0: you punish know, you punish or whatever you for yeah. it
1: because you could climb yourself back up.
0: I, I will say the the shooting enemies I felt was clum- the probably about the clumsiest thing. I would agree to that. They
1: moved around way quicker than you could react.
0: Yeah, they're moving around super fast, bouncing around shooting at you. And like you have a fair amount of health so it's not like you're dying instantly or anything, but it's just frustrating that it's like, you know, there's no lock on or anything. You know, like in a game like this where the controls are so sort of loose and tank like where you can just sort of float around wherever and hope that you're hitting it, you know, you're either you know, shooting and shooting and shooting and just slowly lining up the enemies, but then they move so fast that you gotta line them up somewhere mm-hmm. else. When I feel like an auto lock on would have just made it a whole lot easier.
1: But we did finish the first episode, so that's something that we yeah. rarely do on the retro relapses. We do finish like <laughs> a level or something like that.
0: Sometimes we don't even finish a level. Yeah, I, uh, you know the the plot was kind of hokey. It, you know, the plot I didn't mind so much just because it was kind of cheesy and like you yeah, know, you gotta save your anus. Yeah, cheesy. Yeah, maybe, maybe just a bit. I, uh, you know, the uh, yeah. So like, all in all, I really, really wanted to like this game, but I ended up just not enjoying it as much as I, I, I did. I and I mean, in hindsight, like I, I'd like to give it more time because maybe things get a little bit better. But like, just like if the shooting in a game where you run around and shoot enemies isn't doesn't feel right like what can you do with the game i'll tell you craig
1: you come over to my house i make some pasta we play godfather the game we play some blasto we have a good time
0: (laughs) do we have to play blasto
1: yeah you said you wanted to play a little bit more you wish you had more time with it Uh, i mean maybe i don't wish i had more
0: time with it (laughs)
1: I guess what you probably want is to go on YouTube and watch and see if there's just the cutscenes of all the voices.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe that's all I need. But even then, the 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 plot and the dialogue they gave Phil Hartman is it, it's not ironically sexist. I think it's just sexist. Yeah,
1: but it's still entertaining.
0: <laughs> it's still Phil Hartman, so I mean, I'm not gonna like you know. I mean, I love him to death. He's he was so great. Poor, poor Phil Hartman. Yeah. He was he taken from us way too early, and yeah, I I really really love love his work, but yeah, it's uh just the, the this game didn't really stick with me. So
1: what do you give it then on the eight bit scale? <sighs>
0: I think I have to just go middle of the road, four out of eight. Okay. I would honestly probably go a little lower if it wasn't for Phil Hartman. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm going to give this a five and a half.
1: Five and a half? Yeah. Oh, I'm going step up. I feel like everyone, for the most part, recently has been really close. This might be one of our biggest gaps. It's, it's only a point and a half, but...
0: Well, I think that uh, uh, if Xander and Chops were able to rate it, they'd probably go quite a bit lower. Yeah. You know, because for me, I I didn't hate it like they did. They really hated on the game. I just felt like it was just real middling, mm-hmm. real middling. You know, I, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it was just it was it was disappointing to me more than anything okay. else. I wanted it to be so much more. Yeah. You know, ah, <sighs> such a shame, such a shame. But I uh, I tell you what, glitch, uh, let's go ahead and. Uh, chat a bit about our music brackets all right it's time for the music bracket recorded in the future this is future Craig talking uh, when we recorded the the episode for uh, the Godfather uh, at that time we didn't know who uh, some of those winners were so now we have a better idea of who's going up against each other so I uh, today we have two songs that are just ridiculously good. Uh, they've made it this far in the uh, music bracket, so it's it's you know just gets tougher and tougher as it goes. First up, we have uh, Guile's theme that was on the Sega Genesis version of Street Fighter Two. Uh, this was composed by uh, two composers, as we've mentioned previously on uh, you know any episode where we bring up Street Fighter Two. It's uh, Yoko Shimomura and Isao Abe. We're gonna go ahead and give this theme a listen. dozens of times before but it's just such a good theme uh that of course is guile's theme on the sega genesis version of street fighter 2 specifically that version uh now as far as that goes we have guile going up against uh just a juggernaut of the super nintendo this is frog's theme from chrono trigger uh this is composed by yasunori mitsuda It's, you know, one of the legendary uh, 16-bit themes out there. Uh, It's pretty great. Let's go ahead and give this a listen to as well. such a good good theme it's honestly this is a super tough competition so i do not envy everyone in the present uh however being from the future, I have to uh, continue on my time stream adventures. Uh, we're going to go ahead and jump back to the present, where uh, Craig and Glitch are going to go ahead and to uh, explain to you how you can go ahead and uh, make those votes. So go ahead and enjoy, and whatever uh, decision you make, uh, just know you're choosing an amazing theme. Uh, thanks for uh, listening.
1: So there we go. We're now in round four,
0: and is that great? It, it, yeah, it's it's pretty exciting. It, it, the, as as the seasons of Legend of Retro start coming to a close, and we have all these like really really tough music bracket uh, choices, it it gets more and more exciting. And uh, as far as Echo's glitch, I did want to let all of our uh, listeners know that uh, you know when it comes to voting for you know their uh, uh, the music brackets we have, they have some options. They can jump on our Facebook page. Uh, we have a vote on our Twitter account for Legend of Retro. Uh, as far as that goes, we also have our Discord. So go to GameZillaMedia.com, find the link to our Discord there. Just, you know, Join up, chat with us about old video games and a bunch of other topics. And uh, we also, of course, have our Patreon for $1 a month. They're able to uh, get an extra vote. And uh, when it comes to Patreon uh, glitch, what else have uh, they got? Yeah, so
1: head to Patreon.com slash That's where you can join for that $1 to get that bonus vote, you can also get early access at the $1 mark to our retro relapses. So, normally our episodes get released with the retro relapse video on YouTube on Thursdays, but you can get that on Sunday. But there is more, okay. and there is a $5 mark. And in that $5 price point, you mm-hmm. get a bonus episode from The Legend of Retro every month called our Game Shark episode, where we cover certain topics. We do our list of favorite games. On platforms, on systems. So if you ever want that extra insight, just $5. But it doesn't stop there, Craig. No. No, it doesn't. Because all the shows on the GameZone Media Network are involved in that $5 level. So when you hit that point, you get extra content from Last Action Podcast, our movie podcast show. You get Noobs and Dragons, which is our Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Ran by our DM, Craig WK.
0: Yeah.
1: Noiseland Arcade, which is our Simpsons podcast, also starring Craig WK and Sean the Arcade Phantom. Boo. Boo. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, the GameZilla podcast, which is our main show, comes out live on Mondays on Mixer. Go to Mixer.com slash GameZilla Media. GameZilla Media. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, They usually air 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But if you miss it, don't worry because the show comes on to all of your favorite podcast apps Tuesday morning, eight a.m.
0: Indeed, yeah, we we have a ton of content uh, for the five dollar mark. Uh, it's it's belligerent how much we we offer at that uh, price point. It's so, such a great deal. It really is. So make sure, uh, especially if you want to support uh, Legend of Retro anyway, and you want the you know those bonus episodes and stuff because we've talked about a lot of fun things, mm. you know. Whether it's, like, old video game instruction manuals to, to look, you said, all these, like, you know, our, our top lists of, of some of our favorite games for different companies, different consoles and stuff. So, you know, it's definitely something worth looking into.
1: And I absolutely. Thank you to all our patron members so far. I mean, without this, we wouldn't have any of the, the lights would be off. I mean, we didn't have any of the gear <laughs> to record this episode. So we appreciate all that. And then I did want to mention, definitely hop into our Discord Let us know if there's anything we missed. Tell us about your love for The Godfather, the The, game, or the movie. I mean, and hop into our TV and movie section. And tell us about what you love about the Godfather.
0: Yeah, you know, absolutely. We have a, a ton of different topics, whether it's talking about spoilers in the, the noobs and dragons podcast, uh, whether it's chatting about the Simpsons, talking about your favorite foods, you know, we have a ton of different categories and stuff. You can chat with everyone from the GameZilla media crew, as well as, uh, all of uh, our fans who have joined, who are a, a, a great bunch of people. We have a real cool community. Uh, But as far as Echo's Glitch, I think it's about time that we kind of close things out here. Uh, We'll see you all next time when When the legend legend continues. continues.